Greetings, Mary Meet. Welcome to our little cottage in the forest of the internet. You're listening to Country Dwellers Podcast with Marilyn and Runa. Walk with us on our path as we illuminate spirituality from the pagan perspective. Mary Meat, welcome to our Country Dwellers Podcast. Hello, all of you beautiful light beams. I'm Marilyn. And I'm Runa. And I want to start off with a short acknowledgement to all our warrior spirits, Mm -hmm. veterans, military families out there listening today. Today is Veterans Day, Armistice Day, and for those who don't know the history of Armistice Day, it is commemorative every year on 11 November to mark the Armistice, the treaty, we're not fighting anymore, signed between the allies of World War I and Germany, and France for the cessation of hostilities on the Western Front of World War I, which took effect at 11 o'clock in the morning, Mm -hmm. the 11th hour, on the 11th day of the 11th month of 1918. Wow, I just got goosebumps. The date was declared a national holiday in many allied nations and coincides with Remembrance Day and Veterans Day, which are public holidays throughout the world. And it would be untoward of me not to stop and give just a few moments of silence for those who wrote the biggest checks for the liberty of the rest of us. So join me in a moment of silence to honor our warrior dead. Thank you very much. And just a quick note to let you all know that Marilyn and I will be taking some time off from this podcast over the holidays. Therefore, there will be no new podcast on Saturday, November 25th, nor the Saturdays around Yule and the calendar New Year. It's a great opportunity to catch up and re-listen to all previous episodes of Country Dwellers Podcast, but fear not. We will be back on Saturday, December 2nd, and we will start 2018 off with a big bang that first Saturday in January. So stay tuned, please. I love it. You know when I listen to podcasts the most? When I am cleaning my house. Really? Me too, actually. Well, or cooking. Or cooking, yes. Mm -hmm. And we cook and we clean most, it is a proven fact, Around the holidays. This is true. When family is coming to visit, because family is at the utmost importance during the holidays. So, as you're cleaning, as you're cooking, as you're enjoying that sip of wine as you make that roast for that evening, take a listen to our podcasts. We have at least 23 of them that you can check into <laughs> right now, right? Or by the time the holiday yes, rolls exactly, around. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> we're on 22 this yes, week. Yes, yes. Here I am forecasting. Um, Exactly. So just take a listen and catch up. Enjoy. Listen to the spells. Listen to the recipes. You never know what you're going to be using this holiday season. That's right. And actually, once we come back after our holiday break, and actually next week starting, so I'm going to give a little preview, I am going to be focusing a lot of the cauldron cooking on appetizers and quick bites oh fabulous i love that idea i absolutely love that idea because because runa is writing a book called cauldron cooking which hopefully will be out by next solstice 
Yes, I hope Summer so. Summer solstice, that I is. Hope so. Not winter solstice. I hope so. Yes. Whatever fucking solstice you want to bring the book out, <laughs> just know, people. I know it's going to be amazing because her cooking is the shoe. It's good. I like it. Let's do the tarot card of the week. All right, baby. Go ahead okay. and draw all right. a card for the best and highest good message of all that are listening this week. You got two there. Well, we have the Five of Pentacles. I know that we've had the Five of Pentacles before. Now, when you drew this card out, you drew two. So, obviously, they're talking to one another. Okay, let's, 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 All right, let's so grab them both. The other one was the Eight of Swords. Wow. Okay. Hmm. So, that's nice. Okay, so... Confused look on Runa's face. Ah, but, it's, <laughs> but it's not, okay? So, right now... We are going through the waning crescent part of the moon. So how these cards are talking to me at this moment is the five of pentacles. That's your northern aspect. That's your earthly aspect. It's in regards to money, to family, to home, to um, stability, foundation, healing, education, things like that. The five of pentacles can sometimes confirm a feeling of being left out of a situation, like not being included huh. in the family aspect or not being included in the work aspect. In or that, not wanting to be included. Or not, but that's what I'm getting to. Okay. That's what I'm getting to. <laughs> so the, the Five of Pentacles can, can often relate to one that is not invited to the water cooler to hear the gossip. Ah. That's what Spirit just said. So that's what I'm going to put out there. Now, with that card was drawn the Eight of Swords. And the Eight of Swords, swords are your air element. They are your communication, your connection with intuition, with spirit, things like that. Which has been very strong as of late. Um, amazingly strong, fucking huge. And so anyway, so the Eight of Swords a lot of times talks about entrapment mm. and the inability of refusing to speak your truth, having that fear of speaking truth. So... Know how these two cards combine, okay? As you are feeling left out, not being invited to join the gossip at the water cooler, I want you to realize this is not an entrapment of not of the feeling of not being included. This is actually a freedom. This is a gift. It's a gift. You are freeing yourself mm -hmm. because... You're not going to that water cooler talking shit about people, okay? Nope. You are actually rising above that, and you are speaking your truth. You are speaking your aho. You are speaking that divine download that you get in the morning. And it's not around the fucking water cooler with all those people talking smack about other people. It's about the fact that you don't need to be included because you are your own person. That's right. And you choose to stand out and you choose to speak the truth that comes to you, period. I have always said that the people I most admire in life are people who live their truth. Yes. And not too long ago, I was like, and why isn't that you, Runa? <laughs> and I have been working towards that for several years now, and it is freeing. It absolutely it totally is. is Are freeing. you kidding? Being able to speak what really lives within you, and it's not—it's not that you don't care 
about how you affect other people. Absolutely not. It is just you sticking to that truth that lives within you and knowing that that truth is the most authentic thing that we have that we choose to contain and speak. Con- not contain, but we choose to hold on to and speak, right? Yes. So you can choose not to be truthful and go to that water cooler or you can choose to stand on your own and choose that freedom and speak your truth, no matter what it is, speak that truth. And this moon actually coincides with both of these cards. So you guys got a, a twofer today. Lucky you. Yeah. Awesome. And, and I would say, also I would have to add, that it's not just that you're not speaking truth when you're out there around the water cooler or you're hanging at the bar and and talking about things because it may be a truth yeah. but you may be spreading negative energy that you exactly. don't need to be spreading. Well, that negative energy that you're spreading only ties you down. Exactly. Swords. You're entrapping yourself. So why entrap yourself around negativity? I mean, you're surrounding yourself with that bullshit. Don't surround yourself with bullshit anymore. Nope. Surround yourself with truth and light and authenticity. There's nothing better. There's nothing more empowering than that. Trust in that for sure. What's going on with the witch's almanac this week? Now that the veil is beginning to lift again, and some of us are feeling much calmer, (laughs) this is a good time to prepare for winter. Winter is coming. Yes, that too. (laughs) This is a time when the hedge witch stores up her herbal remedies and charms to be procured throughout the year. And honestly, in today's society, many witches depend on cottage industry income and they're getting ready for that busy season of Yule. Yes. As well as figuring out which gathering resources she needs to cultivate. Does she need to go mushroom hunting? Does she need to go herb hunting? What does she need to do? Mm -hmm. The green witches and kitchen witches are planning herb gardens or vegetable gardens for fall and spring and summer. And the big news, whether you're a hedge witch, a kitchen witch, a green witch, etc., is that climate change has changed one of the resources that many of us use when cultivating crops. Now, this became news in August, but I wasn't aware of it until a couple weeks ago, and there just hasn't been a good time to, to bring this forward until now. But the USDA hardiness zones have changed for the United States. For instance, I used to be in hardiness zone 7B, but now I'm in 8B. That Mm. means for me, things are warming up. Mm. In some areas, it looks like things have changed for the cooler. This map, this USDA hardiness zone map, if you're unfamiliar, is a resource in which the standard by which gardeners and growers can determine, and your farmers, which plants are most likely to thrive in that location. The map is based on the average annual minimum winter temperature divided into 10 degree Fahrenheit zones. Now, if you're listening to this elsewhere, we'll link the new map in our podcast post so you can figure out by zip code what your hardiness zone is. Then get to planting for all your witchy needs. For me, this weekend means harvesting horseradish. Hmm. Whee! <laughs> Clean out the sinuses. <laughs> I haven't documented my horseradish harvesting and preserving 
and I'll do my best to do so and maybe provide it during cauldron cooking soon, but no guarantees. The weather has to cooperate for it to be done for me to document. I'll harvest regardless of what the weather is, but I won't necessarily document it. So, I mean, we've already had our first snow. We have. That's it's crazy. insane. It's Although, I really did enjoy watching it come down. It was so beautiful. I was really happy because it came on my birthday. It was like a present for Mother Nature. Well, I was like, wow. What was so exciting about it was we had this beautiful weather for Selwyn. The kids got to go out and trick-or-treat and all that stuff. And then the next morning, when winter came, oh yes, it came. Yes, and it, it did. was it was verified by this frost and later on snow. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely fan freaking tastic. Yes, and I so much prefer snow over rain. So if it wants to snow all winter, I'm like that's fine. Well, I will just I will order some shit off of Amazon mm-hmm. to keep this body warm. I will look like a Eskimo walking around. I have no problem with that. But I love the snow. They used to call me Nanook of the North I when I went to work. I love it. Because I, I had to commute from the foothills into downtown Seattle. <laughs> and there was a lot of times that it was snowy and cold and windy and it was like sunny and mild in seattle exactly and and it's not like we live that far away we're like 30 miles right Yeah, but the clouds they stop they stop at the mountains they get get stuck until they get all their rain and snow out so that's that's what we get yes so seattle a lot of times is beautiful beautiful when we are like downpour hurricane weather seattle's got like they're out in their shorts down there and I'm like what the fuck yeah. what is this shit <laughs> microclimate they exactly, call it exactly yeah. exactly and it, it sometimes flips the coin sometimes yes. we have absolutely beautiful weather and it's shit in Seattle yes. so and I'm it's like all yay not just kidding Seattle just joking we love you we love you <laughs> I love being able to go to the ocean when you live in Washington I think one of the best things that you become is a sun hunter Yes. You really do. You hunt for the sun. You find the sun. And one of the things that I have not done, which I want to utilize this this coming year, Mm -hmm. is I want to take any time that I possibly can to find the sun and take it off from doing massages, doing whatever, Mm -hmm. and go just be in the sun for Mm -hmm. a day. Yep. Right? Yep. And then just come back to whatever weather we have here. But I think in February, yeah, February is the time to do that. I'm going to utilize that. That's why we have midwinter break here. Exactly. So you can escape. Which I used to be really, really crabby about. But, but it's so you can it's escape, so you so can survive. Necessary. You have to be able to survive me. It's so weird because there was um, a mentor of mine that is looking to move his family from where he is on the East Coast, looking to move to an area that more aligns with his philosophical and political beliefs. And so he was looking really hard at the Seattle weather, but his wife was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Oh, hell no. And I was like, dog, it ain't that bad. Yes, it's it is. not bad. Yes, it is. And then we had last winter, and I was like, I am so sorry I lied to you. <laughs> it is bad. Do not come here. It was not an intentional lie. I'm it was sure. not an intentional I'm lie. Sure. So, yeah, so one out of every ten winters is super, super horrible. 
However, I would rather live through a Pacific Northwest winter any day an East Coast than a, a Detroit winter oh. or a Washington, D.C. winter or even a Kansas City winter. Well, unless it's like a Georgia winter or a Florida winter. Oh, no. I love me some heat and humidity. You know, it makes my for the look winter. Amazing. Yeah, I could be a snowbird there, but I do not want to be I love there it in, in July. The summer too. Oh God, you are you oh, are broken. That, you are broken, that Marilyn. Sweat makes me look so hot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're all off track. Let's come back to the okay, moon cycles. Okay, 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 so moon cycles today. We are in our fourth quarter phase, our waning crescent moon. This moon is called the moon of harvest. The absolute last one. That's yes. why I'm doing horseradish, baby. Yes. The moon may appear decreased in size, but her energy is that of crone. So no, that energy is magnanimous. There is nothing small about crone. From here, she makes her way to dark moon and then on to new moon. The magic to be done now is to release, do the work, to rid yourself of that which no longer feeds your spirit, heart, and soul. Move past anything causing obstruction to your path. Break those habits and bad relationships. And I know that it can be scary. I know that it can be unnerving, letting go of something that you're so used to carrying, that baggage, that piece of luggage that you've had since you were a child. Especially if it's family. Yes, but let it the fuck go. You need mm -hmm. to let it go now, please. We are heading into an amazing new moon that takes us into an emotional aspect of freedom. Mm -hmm. This is a part where you really look at your truth, what you really look at what your soul needs in the new moon. But before you can see that, you have to release those binds that are holding you to this space that you're in right now. And even though you may be feeling fear or anxiety, I ask that you let it go. I ask that you release it into Mother Earth. She recycles it into something amazing and positive. I ask that you just let it go and, and know that light comes to you, that light within the darkness will come to you and shine on your path. Our moon at this time sits in the astro sign of Virgo, which is me, <laughs> the Virgin, which I'm not, a feminine earth sign. <laughs> Aspects of the sign of Virgo include such things as a striving for perfection, which I completely know is 100% true. And then her Scorpio friend has to say, sister, let it go. Yeah, Stop. Exactly. Stop it. <laughs> um, giving and helping is a need with the Virgo, like it's a need that comes from within your veins, mm -hmm, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's a wonderful thing to give and help. But just know, it can also be a tedious piece of luggage that you're carrying around with you. Are you giving and helping yourself first? Or are you focusing on giving and helping others first? Because it needs to be yourself first. It really does, and that's not being selfish. That is giving to yourself so later you can help others even more. Put that breathing mask on yourself first. That's right. Virgo can <clears throat> sometimes be reserved and modest in personality, which I've <laughs> transitioned. <laughs> I used to be reserved and modest, people. Don't let her laughter fool you. <clears throat> and then I walked over the train tracks, and I lost those inhibitions, and I decided... 
That's some bullshit. I no longer have to be reserved and modest. I'm going to be this beautiful goddess that I am on the inside. Hallelujah. We are a person of practicality. Yes, I will agree with that. Virgos can be discriminating and industrious, painstakingly analytical. (laughs) Yeah. We are always seeking to know and understand, which can be good. It can be great, but it can also... Again, be a hugely tedious trait. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just know that sometimes you're not always going to know the reason behind something. That's okay. You don't need to know it right now. Just, Just be fine with it. Just flow with it. Take it from this Virgo that has walked this path. Just please do not let it eat you up inside. Okay? Virgo's ruling planet is Mercury, the ancient god of communication and commerce. Mercury rules intelligence and reason. The aspects of Mercury bring to us an understanding of life, a swiftness and knowing to decision-making, and unfortunately, well, sometimes fortunately, a critical tongue. Mm -hmm. Be wise in when you use it. Element of Virgo is Earth, with aspects of darkness, winter, foundation, stability, and healing. In the tarot... Earth is represented by the pentacles or coins, bringing us messages of home, healing, physicality, health, family, stability, money, education, wisdom, wisdom, (laughs) strength, growth, and fertility. The sign of Virgo is represented by the hermit card in tarot, who is all about introspective journey, self-reflection, and a gain of knowledge which you can use him as we go into Scorpio New Moon as well. Just know that. Aspects of the moon in the sign of Virgo are a feeling of stabilization to the shifting effects of the moon. A Virgo moon can bring qualities of caution and seriousness to your personality. At this time, we may feel a need to be more money conscious and practical. Oh, yes. Mm. In DDD. Yeah. We may feel, well, you know what? I think with the holidays, we feel that in general. And like now, we feel the holidays encroaching on us. So I think that this coincides with that feeling as well. Absolutely. We may feel strength, endurance, and much creativity. Our intelligence may be even sharper than it normally is, which, shout out to my smart-ass Virgos, love you. At this time, a greater dimension may be added to our emotional nature. Okay, so this brings in something completely different. With a Virgo, the caring nature, the healing nature, the giving nature... With an added dimension to that, to your emotional nature, you might be fighting a little bit of guilt trip within yourself thinking, I haven't given enough. I haven't been there enough. I haven't done enough. I want you to really take a step back and I want you to look upon yourself and say, have I given enough to myself? Have I done enough for myself? Have I been there enough for myself? And if you have a Scorpio friend, just go and talk to them and they'll be able they'll to tell totally, you. They will pull you in. Like, girl, you are not doing for you. Okay? So just know that. That is, that is the first step that you need to take right now. Okay? The summary of it all? Well, this is a time for a thoughtful approach to life. A time to connect with the truth in situations. Work on the details. What is it we are planning, Virgos? What is it? Because we're always planning. And even you non-Virgos right now, you're going to feel the planning. What are you planning right now? 
The details help us implement that plan later on in time. So make that list of details, make that list of what you want to accomplish and then how you might want to accomplish it. With the critical tongue, we need to remember not to get judgmental on ourselves, please. Don't sit there and be willy-nilly and say, oh my gosh, did I do the right thing? Oh, God, God no. Just no. No. Stop. No. Don't not do that anymore. Embrace. Yes. <laughs> Embrace where we are at this time instead of criticizing where we think we should be. If we are always cutting ourselves down because we are not where we think we should be, what we are actually doing is not embracing and celebrating the wonderfulness of where we actually are right now. And sometimes it's just a matter of the universe trying to teach us patience. That's it, girl. That is it. Mm -hmm. And that patience is all about celebration. Celebrate that patience. Celebrate that stoppage, that pause in time for a moment. There's a fucking reason for it. It's because mm -hmm. you're so like, I need to be here. I need to be there. I, why am I not doing this? Screw that. Just enjoy where you're at. Enjoy what you're doing. Right now. Yes. Mindfulness of right now. In this moment. Yes. So do not criticize where we think we should be. Just please take that into note. The stone of this week. This week I chose blue tiger's eye. And to my friend Teeny Tina, Tiny Tina, you know that you came in and you picked one. I'm still holding on to it and charging it for you. Blue tiger's eye, also called hawk's eye, tiger's eye, tiger eye, is a very soothing stone as it aids in reducing stress, which is needed around this holiday time, increasing calm, and easing anxiety. Honey, give me some blue tiger's eye. <laughs> I'll pick you one up. I'll pick you up. <laughs> I might have one. I just you don't might know it. actually. <laughs> um, it can illuminate issues that may have been difficult to see otherwise. It helps to open, clear, and align the mid to higher range chakras, which will assist in speaking with clarity and acting from a place of integrity. Oh, yeah. It helps to provide insight to internal conflicts and emotional or mental issues. It is a psychic attack protector. Dude, I need one of these. <laughs> <laughs> and it brings a go-with-the-flow attitude. Yay! Which we were talking about earlier. Yes, we were. It encourages emotional balance, aids in fatigue and depression, Cools and overactive sex drive. Okay, I'll take it off at night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the moment you enter that bedroom, Whoop, off. it goes off. You put it on your hallway altar, okay? And heals on a metabolic level. That's awesome. Blue tiger's eye is pretty fucking rad. I, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if I have been aware. Because sometimes the hoarder in me, which I fight against every day, I may have said, ooh, that's pretty. Oh, girl, I know. And and not really understood why I acquired it. So now I have to go through the, the crystal inventory and find it. Do you know how it. many crystals I pick up and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need this crystal. I don't know why, mm -hmm. but I know I need this crystal. Mm -hmm. And so I'll purchase it. And either I personally, I do my research into it, I personally find out that I need it because of some metaphysical value that it adds, or I let it, oh, well, you know what? I, you were, you're gorgeous, but I'm gonna, I'm, I know you're not for me. 
So I'm going to sit you right here, and I'm just going to let you charge. Mm-hmm. And then my friends come over, and I'm, the crystal literally talks to me, and it's like, hey, I'm supposed to go home with that person. And I'm like, oh, okay. So then I'll, hey, here's your crystal. It needs to go home with you, and this is the metaphysical value that it adds into your life right now. You That's know? amazing. It's amazing how crystals talk to us. The blue tiger's eye also one of the things I like that, that it's called hawk's eye. I that, know. That appeals to me. I know. Well, one of the things that is really great to remember is that it is not only a throat chakra opener, but it's a third eye opener. That's amazing. Yeah, which is really amazing. So you're speaking from that authentic truth, you, like we were just talking about. You're speaking mm-hmm. from that spiritual level, that I divine like connection. All right. So this week's question Does your current work allow you to give your true gifts? If not, brainstorm more fulfilling ways to make a living. Ways that feed your soul, baby, because that's what really matters. What is going on with the wheel of the year, my love? Well, we just finished Samhain, and we have a couple of moon cycles before Yule, which we encourage all our listeners to spend some time doing rituals or magic during the new moon, as well as the full moon. Mm Mm-hmm. But today, I wanted to talk a bit about something folks may not associate with paganism, but very much is in its tradition. It's hunting season. Mm-hmm. Now, that can mean a lot of things for many different people. For pagans, it can mean something as simple as actual hunting. Here in western Washington, it's elk season, and we're coming up on deer season. In some areas, you can still forage for wild mushrooms. Some folks love this time of year to hunt for stones and crystals. <laughs> That's every part of the year. Oh, well. <laughs> yes. And more, a more modern approach is that it's time to hunt for your Yule gifts. Oh, I like that. Regardless, it's about searching, searching for something, for someone, for yourself. Yes. So I want to encourage everyone to take this time and go ahead and hunt, however that looks for you. I like that. I like that a lot. I love that aspect on hunting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love that. I always equated it to animals and No. I love the vegetation hunting, the spiritual hunting. I love that. The searching aspect. I love that. I know that there is a strong contingent of pagans who are very much against hunting. But when we begin to look at human beings as biological entities within the ecosystems, we still have a role. Mm -hmm. We absolutely still have a role in that. And yes, right now we outnumber in the ecological standpoint. And therefore we have to adjust for that. And I think that the hunting community does that fairly well. There's some folks out there, and, and I, <laughs> I know my one friend is listening in Ohio going, No! Yes. Scum alert! <laughs> but that aside, if you are a hunter, a traditional hunter, and you are going to seek an elk, for instance, this year, and you are using every part of that animal to provide for yourself, for your friends, for your family, and use the resources and the gifts of that animal to create things that you need, then I have I have no qualms with that. No. It, it's those, the carcass laying on the field. 
That's right. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not down with sport hunting, and, and that's where my paganism comes into play. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. Yes, it's hunting season. So figure out what that means for you, and enjoy this quasi downtime mm-hmm. uh, to to do some hunting. If that hunting means you're spiritually hunting. And you're going to really take some time to explore the energies of the new moon or explore the energies of the full moon, then by goddess, absolutely do that. So next we move into our pagan connection. And this year, or this year, Jesus, I'm already into next year. Do you see that <laughs> so this episode for a pagan connection at pagan pride we interviewed a volunteer who went by the name of barnabas remington he was a volunteer and at the time we interviewed him a vice president of the puget sound pagan pride organization elections have happened and new people have taken different board spots now But we still want to give you this wonderful interview and hopefully you enjoy listening to this very charismatic Barnabas speak. I really enjoyed him while I was interviewing him. Talk about a dear soul. And later on at the fate, he was bartending that night, partying at the party. I'm so sad I missed that. I know. You know what? I, I, it was fun. It was really great. Well, and next year we're going to have hotel rooms. Yes. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping, yes. There was a moment that I went to get my glass of wine refilled. The infamous Barnabas was not standing behind the bar. And I said, where the hell is Barnabas? Those were my exact words. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about me and getting my glass of wine refilled. So, where the hell is Barnabas, I said. And the ladies pointed to the dance floor. And Barnabas took a break so he could go and dance to one of his favorite tunes. And not only that, but he proceeded to spread pink glitter all over people to share the shine. So... With him, I, what I, a delightful he soul. He is. He is. He's just a dear, loving, beautiful soul. Encompasses a lot of beauty, for sure. So we hope that you enjoy this interview with him. Hey, everybody. It's Marilyn. I'm here at the 2017 Puget Sound Pagan Pride with the wonderful Barnabas, one of the amazing volunteers here at Pagan Pride. Barnabas, how many years have you been doing this? I've been with Pagan Pride about five years as a volunteer. This is my third year on the board. Beautiful. I love it. I didn't know you were on the board. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess I'm the vice president, at least for another month. I love it. I love it. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for letting country dwellers come here and do interviews and things like that. We really appreciate it. We are trying to get everybody out in the beautiful, wonderful web of loving paganism Mm -hmm. and out of the broom closet. Very cool. <laughs> um, tell me some awesome things about Pagan Pride this year. What are oh, the fantastic things going on? Fantastic things going on. Well, um, hard to start, but we'll. There's what a we'll? Lot. 
I know there is. I mean, we have a huge vendor room. We have uh, massive amounts of uh, different wares and services. We have so many readers and so many just fun people. Upstairs, we have uh, workshops going on both days, all day, um, six classrooms, um, everything from paranormal type of uh, contact to uh, um, kitchen witchery, uh, even... Uh, E- even uh, some make and take for the kids where they can make uh, spirit rattles and such. Oh, yeah. I have to say, that is fantastic. Oh, yeah, we try and have something for everyone. It's just supposed to bring the community together. How many vendors? I think I read like two dozen different 40. Nice. Yep, 40 vendors. Very nice. Very nice. If you are not here, people, you are missing out. You need to get here right now. Oh, wasn't that lovely? Yeah, he's just a doll baby. I really like him. I like him. What's going on with the cauldron cooking? <laughs> you kill me. Uh, it's soup season. Mm, I love soup. And I love I, soup so much. And I'm going to give you a very easy yet hearty way to make soup that not only makes a meal, but a great pick-me-up snack after you've been working in the yard or the house or writing or whatever. Yes. Today's recipe is cream of mm. vegetable soup. Oh, so good. This is a vegetarian recipe. However, you could totally make it vegan if you want. Mine leans towards keto, but it's immutable to allow for any dietary preferences. Seriously. Uh-oh. Ooh, the wind is kicking up. Yeah, girl, there's going to be some power outages tonight. I'm telling you. Babies being made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for this soup, you'll need four cups of raw vegetables. I oftentimes use the leftovers from vegetable trays from our weekly mm. Seahawks viewing gathering mm. that we have. So Good in the idea. So in the photos of yeah, so we party on Friday or on Sunday for Seahawks football, and then on Monday I make soup, and it's super easy. Love it. And then I have it all throughout the week for a quick like mid afternoon pick me up because I get really really hungry. Right before I'm supposed to make dinner. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's because that's like mid-afternoon snack time. Yes. And so, can I ask you a really question? Uh, a question, really quick. Sure. After you make your awesome soup, because you do make it in the cauldron, so it's kind of a big batch. Mm-hmm. Do you um, freezer bag some of it and freeze it? You absolutely usage? could. You absolutely it. could. It doesn't last in my household. <laughs> so, but. If you make a, if you like wanted to double this batch uh, as opposed to the recipe, you absolutely could freeze it. You could can it. Awesome. You would probably can it before you add the cream though. Mmm, gotcha. Okay. So you'll need four cups of raw vegetables. And like I said, I oftentimes use the leftovers from vegetable trays from our weekly Seahawks viewing gathering that we have. So in the photos of the link to the recipe, you'll see broccoli carrots, cauliflower, peppers. Don't use the celery in your vegetable trays for this because it doesn't quite work for this, mm-hmm. right? Just yeah. snack on the celery while you're making it. Mm-hmm. You'll need a cup of onion chopped, quarter cup to a half a cup, really depends on your preference. I would say start with a quarter cup and if you feel like the soup is not rich enough and satisfying enough, then amp it up to a, a half a cup. So it just depends on taste. It's kind of like pepper in that regard. But a quarter cup of lard, butter, or olive oil. Mm. So if you're vegetarian, you're going to go for the olive oil. If you're keto, you're going to use the lard. If you're just doing a general diet butter, (laughs) you're going to need four cups of broth or water. 
I always go for broth if I have it. What's your favorite kind of broth to use? I absolutely love pork broth. Okay. Absolutely love pork broth. I will put it in everything. A next favorite is duck broth, which is hard to come by. It's very hard to come by. I've never seen it in the grocery stores. No. No. You're going to have to make that yourself. Um, no. <laughs> and render. That's not me. Remember, that's when I say Runa. <laughs> so, uh, four cups of broth or water, uh, one pint of heavy cream, whipping mm-hmm. cream. Mm-hmm. Yummy. You'll also need your cauldron, an immersion blender, or make it in two steps with a food processor or a regular blender. I love my immersion blender. It makes life so easy. What is an immersion blender? So it's basically this long stick Uh that has a blender at the bottom that you can just use the cauldron and yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. I mean... If you had a hand mixer, you could maybe yeah. use that, but it doesn't work as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And there was a time in my life where I used the hand mixer to do that. You'll need a bit of shaved or shredded Parmesan and fresh parsley or chives for serving. However, that's optional. You okay. don't need it, need it, but that's how I serve it, and that's how you'll see it served in the photos of the recipe. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, with this recipe, we'll have our cauldron cooking page up this week. But our goal is to have it up by December, so I'm having some technical difficulties. No judgment. So just bear with us. But that way, you'll have a one-stop place to go back to all your favorite cauldron cooking recipes that we've shared without having to go through each episode. I love it. The delay right now is trying to make it searchable, whether that's just alphabetizing the recipes or based on type of recipes, i.e. soup, entree, canning, whatever. But more to come regardless. I like it. Yes. I like it. Well, awesome. I do. I'm very excited about the Cauldron Cooking Book. I'm very, I'm very <laughs> stoked about that. And I love how you're talking about appetizers and finger foods and things like that that you can also make in the Cauldron because people like me think about roasts and soups and things like that we don't think about okay i'm gonna make these finger foods in there Mm -hmm. you know so yeah yeah, i like that idea yeah so i think i'm gonna start off with next week we're gonna feature bacon wrapped brussels sprouts (laughs) so good and so easy and so quick anything with bacon i'm all over I'm like that dog with the bacon treats. Bacon! 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 That is me, literally. I'm at my knees begging for it. So let's talk about witchy self-care. You say that we need to talk about feet this week. Yes, we need to talk about feet this week. And I know there's people out there that just groaned and said, Ew, gross feet. But we abuse our feet way too much. Agreed. And they are so important so we can do things we want to do, right? Yes. Can't walk without your feet. Nope. Right? Nope. Whether you're putting them in high heels or boots or slippers, whatever. you. I know that for a fact. Yes. Yeah. When was the last time you took some time and just took care of your feet? Girlfriend. Well, I have not gotten a pedicure in over a year, but... Ugh. Every shower I do, I take my loofah scrub. Mm-hmm. And not my loofah scrub, but it's 
one of the, the pomestone. Okay. The pomestone, mm-hmm. and I do my heels and my the toes and all that stuff and make sure that my feet are nice and soft. And I do massage my feet. I stretch my feet. And remember, our feet are our foundation. That's right. When your foundation is crumbled, so are you. You strive, you, you know, fight your body to make sure that you're in balance. You have to take care of those little baby peaks. you got to take care of them. Yeah, you need to soak them. You need to massage them. You got a baby on. Go ahead and get that pedicure. At, and I know we talked about this way back mm, when we first we started the podcast, but I go every month and get a pedicure. It is it is one of my have to do's. I there is no if ands or buts. Mama's getting her pedicure. I love it. So I, love it. I mean, I might not go and get my hair done every month, but I get my toes done. <laughs> And there's people out there that are listening and they may have a condition that needs attention so, such as plantar fasciitis. 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 Mm-hmm. I, every time I look at that word, it does, does not want to come off my plantar tongue. Plantar fasciitis. Yes. And it that's is it, awful. That, it's a no fun at all. Uh-huh. Or an ingrown toenail. I Which mean, there's, is also no fun. There's so many foot troubles, if caught early, can be treated and controlled and you're so much more comfortable and so much more able to do the things that you need to do. Yeah. So taking care of your feet isn't just a summertime thing. It's an all-year thing each month, each week. Aim to set aside one hour each week. That's what I'm. That's my challenge to our listeners. Ooh. Set aside an hour each week or as often as you can to properly treat your feet. Not only will you get softer, healthier feet, but it's also incredibly it relaxing. Sure uh, sure gather all the necessary supplies beforehand to avoid getting up and dripping water all over the house, <laughs> especially if you're like me and have hardwood floors. <laughs> and make yourself a foot tea. Mm. Okay, so you can use a combination of the following herbs for your foot soak. Lavender, sage, mint, rosemary, thyme, or any other herb that you think would be soothing or invigorating for tired feet so a little bit of my kitchen witch hedge witch coming in there place a few tablespoons of the whole dried herbs into the center of a few layers of cheesecloth gather the corners tied in the top of the string yarn or a rubber band whatever you have at hand and create a sachet the toe of an old nylon can be used for the sachet and the top can be easily tied into a knot too. Wonderful so, idea. So if you're a person who still uses nylons or knee highs or whatever, that works really great. I've actually used old kid socks that didn't have a pair anymore. You can also use gauze. Gauze, yep, yeah. that works too. And then just put the sachet into a foot bath or a bucket filled with warm water and soak your feet and relax. Yeah. Just do it. And if you don't have fresh herbs but you have essential oils, you can use those instead. Mm -hmm. Use about 15 to 20 drops into a gallon of water for the foot bath. There's also another um, foot treat that I want to talk about, and it's called Ionic Foot Detox. You've never had it? I've never had it. Don't know what it is. Next time you come over to my house, we're doing it. Okay. All right? It's really wonderful. Okay. So this Ionic Aerator, you put it into the water. Okay. All right? put your feet into this tub it's just clear water there's nothing in it okay you put your feet into this tub with this ionic aerator and what this ionic aerator does is it puts negative ions into the water which if you did not know we have over 206 pores in our feet as those pores open in this warm water the negative ions go into our system 
and they bring out the positive ions, the, the toxins, and the yucky stuff out of hmm. those pores, okay? That's so, really interesting. Uh, it gets more. So you start off with this clear water, and you end with anything that can have looking like blood clots in it, to rust, to tobacco, all of those things. You've got to try it one day with me. Oh, my God. I'm almost afraid of what it would no, look like when I'm it done. Is so, <laughs> it is so enticing when you're doing it. You're almost like, oh, my God, what are you going to draw out of me now? It is amazing. Yeah. And when you have to remember, walking on the beach and building up that your footprint in your sand brings in those negative ions, which gives you energy, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to draw out those positive ions and that those toxins and things. And this aerator is what does it, and it brings it out into water so you can actually see what it's drawing out. So look into your spas around your place that do ionic foot detox. It is amazing, and it's wonderful for you. It helps with arthritis. Mm -hmm. um, anti-inflammatory issue it helps with all kinds of all stuff. right sign it's me really up good. we're doing it next time you're over at my okay, house okay great <laughs> sounds like a plan I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna warn you gonna, I abused my feet for 17 years in the military it doesn't matter just wait until you do it it's <laughs> fucking awesome so what's going on with our old ones wisdom this week well, we're going to travel down to the Caribbean this week to All find right. Old One's Wisdom. <laughs> Our quote of the week is from Bob Marley. Oh, man, I love you, Marley. I imagine many of our listeners will know who this is, but for those who do not, Mr. Marley was a Jamaican singer, songwriter, and musician who became an international icon, blending mostly reggae, ska, and rock steady in his compositions. He was a committed Rastafari who infused his music with a sense of spirituality. Mm -hmm. He is credited with popularizing reggae music around the world and served as a symbol of Jamaican culture and identity. Marley has also evolved into a global symbol of harmony. Okay, yeah, he has. And Mr. Marley said, Don't gain the world and lose your soul. Wisdom is better than silver and gold. How beautiful is that? Yes, it's wonderful. I love I, I love Mr. Marley. Mm -hmm. He was an amazing spirit. That's Absolutely. And and it's it's amazing to me too how like there are our icons as he had become in our in our world, in our lives, that just exude that energy that people say yes, yes, yes to. And he was absolutely one of those individuals. I love it. I love it. So we now have come to the time where we're going to do the spell of the week, our ending, our leaving you with something magical. Yes, and since we are in Crone Moon phase, we are going to go ahead and call upon Crone Goddess in this spell. So here we go. Love and light, come fill me now. Changes that I need to make for my best and highest good? Crone goddess, come show me how. Release what hinders my path. Fill me with joy and let my heart laugh. So it is. Thank you for spending this time with us. Go in peace, love, and light. The circle is open, but unbroken. Until we meet again, my darlings.
Merry part and blessed be. You've been listening to the Country Dwellers Podcast. You can find us here each and every Saturday. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as on the web at countrydwellers.com. Thanks for listening. Blessed be. Thank you.